we've just won a trip to England. England? <laughs> Unbelievable. I know. What's England? <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. All right, we are here. We are in England. My name is Al. Hey, Al, since we're in England, did you bring your traveler's checks? Oh, I didn't want any unsightly bulges in my pockets. (laughs) You wouldn't have to worry about that either way. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Dan. It's been a bloody good year for killing Bundys. Yeah. I'm Jamie. I've brought men out of comas. (laughs) I believe that. And we have a special guest with us today, Luigi. How you doing? Luigi, you know perfectly well I had my name changed legally. Is it too much trouble to address me as Meryl? Dude, I'll address you as Meryl and we're alone. <laughs> and when was the last time we were alone, Alex? Hmm? Oh, boy. <laughs> we really got to stop this Patreon guest coming on the show thing. Okay, so listen. <laughs> Just kidding. What's up, man? How you doing? Hi, Alex, Jamie, Dan. You know, Excited if, if, to have you. Yeah, thank you. You know, I mean, I think if I if I do any other uh, podcast in the future of, of any topic, this is always going to be my favorite one. So thank you very much. Wow, <laughs> you didn't even do it yet. That's a lot for us to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he'll say that at the end of this. Now show. the bar, right, now the bar is high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if, if there's one thing I love talking about, it's this show. So um, everything else is secondary. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It is. It's been such a great couple of years. We're wrapping up our, th- I guess, our third year. Man, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it or second year? Uh, wow, it went, it went by so quick. I feel like third year. I think we've all been recording for so long. They all just blend together. <laughs> and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People still, people still call me JP. <laughs> <laughs> This is the first of a three-parter, the England shows. Um, this is a, a famous trilogy of married children. A lot of people love it or hate it. So we are in season six, episode twenty-four. Original air date May third, nineteen ninety-two. Lower Uncton, England, sixteen fifty-three. Seamus McBundy makes a mistake of insulting a witch who casts an evil spell upon the land, shading the town in darkness forever. As long as a male Bundy lives. In present day, 92, Lower Uncton, still in darkness, the townspeople have successfully killed all the male Bundy descendants of Seamus McBundy, except for Alan Bug. Ah, Bug. What did I say, Bug? <laughs> Bug. <Yeah. laughs> You've seen how tall he is, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Director Jerry Cohen, writer Ellen L. Fogel, special guest stars Bill Oddie as Winston. Alan Armstrong as Trevor, Stephen Hartley as Igor, Tony Steedman as Mayor Fivshaw, Hel- Helena Carroll as Poxilda, and there are dogs in here, voiced by uh, some people you know, but we'll get to that. 
So, uh, yeah, this starts off, we're in, we're in Lower Uncton, England, 1653, and we see Al is like a blacksmith. He's making uh, horseshoes. <laughs> his name is, well, Al played him, but his name is Seamus McBundy here. And he's still making fun of fat women. <laughs> or started. Maybe that's where it started, I mean. <laughs> yeah. This is an origin story. <laughs> yep. I love that his name is Seamus. Shame, uh, yeah. And um, just a little play on words to get started right out of the gate, which I think is funny. Shame. Yeah. Shameful McBundy. <laughs> Seamus McBundy, are you done with me, horse? Uh, no, ma'am. I had to send out for extra parts to reinforce its feet. <laughs> that and a sign to go round his neck saying, I'm with Fatso. You save your tongue for picking the flies off the pools that dance beneath your arms. Go to, I'm in a nurry. Oh, is it the festival of pork pies and pig swallow you're late for? <laughs> While you're waiting, I've got a plump pony out back you can snack on. You've been warned. I am a great and powerful witch. Not as powerful as yon mighty seams in yon dress to keep yon belly off yon floor. (laughs) That's it. I curse thee, Seamus McBundy, and all thy male descendants. Henceforth, ye shall only shew the large and ungrateful. Yikes! Saveth me! (laughs) And so that ye and all your male descendants will be hated in this place forever, Lower Unton shall always be in darkness, though other towns nearby stand in sun. Oh, will you be floating above us, blocking the sun? (laughs) Just for that... Throughout eternity, your feet will sweat. Aye, and verily smell. (laughs) (laughs) How could yon blubber belly curse me? I hurled the unspooning stone in the big game. Had I not married, I wouldst have turned pro. (laughs) And so it begins. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. Early to be this dark? <laughs> <laughs> now, everybody knows that there weren't uh, witches in England. They were all in Salem, right, Jamie? <laughs> Don't get me started, Dan. <laughs> Uh-oh. As soon as, as soon as I heard witch on this episode, I'm like, oh, we get to hear Jamie's witch spiel again. No, I... Uh... All right, short version, just for people who don't know. Dan is referring to the fact that I get really angry whenever anyone references burning of witches, specifically in Salem. Because no one was ever burned in Salem for being a witch. And so it's that's a European thing. But but it, comes up, sweaty feet. it comes up all the time in movies. And people will talk about the Salem witch trials and how people were burned to the stake. No, they weren't. <laughs> it's not that difficult to just do a little bit of research. But it's very time-consuming. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so in the interest of fun, I will say there's like a continuity error here because, you know, Al's dad wasn't a shoe salesman. You know, so according to this whole premise, right, 
Right. All, all of the male Bundys were shoe salesmen. I mean, his yeah, father thought, uh, set up uh, bowling pins, right? I mean, remember they, he set up yeah. bowling pins at a bowling alley, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing. I'm like, well, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had a problem with this origin story, that being one of the main reasons. And ju- and just by the sheer fact of, like, it's it's a curse, like, that's what we're going with? Okay. Like, it completely threw me off. Maybe as time goes by, I just won't care, or maybe I'll get used to it. But, like, as of right now, it's still not sitting well with me. I'm like, what do you mean there's, like, a Bundy curse, and that's that's what started this whole thing, you know? It's like, like the like, curse of Michael Myers, Halloween 6, <laughs> explaining it all from Thorne. Exactly. Well, so when I think of Al Bundy, though, the comedy lies where he kind of made his own bed. And he's dealing with the fact that, you know, he made his own bed and these are the problems that he has. But that's where the comedy comes in, you know, for me anyways. So no, to, Im- it, yeah. to, to imply that it's a curse. Like like it's an indentured, yeah. Like it, it does take away. Right. With this show <laughs> and the tone of it and how many things just kind of fall by the wayside. <laughs> this is just going to be one of those things that just kind of falls off after we watch these episodes. Right. You know, like I'm not going to I'm not going to always think like I'm not going to oh, apply that to every episode in the future. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, if someone mentions a different Bundy doing something different in the past, you're going to not going to be like, "Well, that's not canon." <laughs> right. right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, there is Shavis Bundy. No, yeah. Yeah, there is no canon in the, in this um uh, show definitely no and it's you funny know. you say that jamie we will get to that yeah, right. uh, uh pretty soon actually so in chicago 1992 there's a shot of al in the shoe store with his head in his hands and that is classic basically probably pulled from the jessica han episode right i mean there's no way they had him do that again just for this right <laughs> that had i didn't actually do a side-by-side comparison shot um, of when uh, Bud and Kelly were behind the counter watching what he does at work, but I'm pretty sure. But then Al has some inner inner dialogue, inner mind, <laughs> right. right? Now, what do you guys think about that? This can't be my life. What am I, cursed? <laughs> I think that was to convey he's miserable because he is f- forced, because of the curse, to do this, and they were trying to convey that. You know, like how he's now cursed even here because of what this guy did. And now he's miserable here because of what that guy did. And then it was really just like, let's quickly just put that out there, get that out and just move on. Like it was really 30 seconds of just a rushed setup. Yeah, setup. Right, exactly. Well, and if they did reuse the footage, then that's the easiest way to do it is to just do do a voiceover over true. the footage that already exists. So true. I didn't even think about that, Alex, but that would have yeah. been the easiest thing for them to do. Yeah. We're back to Lower Uncton in 1992. Which I thought it was the same. This is funny. I went to the kitchen for a second, <laughs> um, but while he was in the shoe store, I just ducked into the kitchen. I came back out and we were back in Lower Uncton. I'm like, well, that's bizarre. Right? Because <laughs> I thought it was back. I The way they were all dressed, I thought we were... Back to the old days. Right. Yeah, and right. then they're like, you know, we've been cursed for 400 years or for four <laughs> centuries. And I was like, what? And- <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny. They didn't even do the math right. It's only 339 years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> all right, now. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are assembled for our noon meeting. Mayor Fifshaw presiding. <laughs> 
Now, as we all know, Lower Ankton has been in darkness for four centuries and will be so as long as a male Bundy lives. I will now call upon our village historian, Mr. Winston McPhee, to take over the meeting. Winston? Right, now, <clears throat> I don't have to tell you, it's been a bloody good year for killing Bundys. Oh, <laughs> We've tracked them down wherever Bundys have spread over the past few centuries. And in fact, they were easy to find because no matter what the country, all we had to do was go to the local shoe store and... There they were. <laughs> now, uh, as you know, the curse will only be broken if all Bundys are killed within our town limits. They have to be killed within city limits. Like, why? And it's like, what if Al died in Chicago last week? Like, what does that mean? Like, then you never get out of this curse, and but there's no more male Bundys, so why? what's the difference? Now, you find out that they basically hand fist wrote that because it's like they did that so that there's a a b plot from upper uncton you know it's kind of like right. that was all made just to create um a conflict right because think about it, why would why would they have to die in, in lower uncton like what are the odds that you could even get that to happen well, right. and, and Al's dad did not die in Lower Uncton, England, did that? You know? right. right. I mean, what about some of the Bundy males? You remember, like, in the, in the episode And the Baby Makes Money, right? They have all those Bundys in the room you know, with the... Uh, yeah, right. right. It's like, you know, if Bundys have died as a lot of his uncles died. It's like, all right. I mean, they must all be dead now, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that episode was two years ago, so we'd have to believe that all those guys were killed in two years in Lower Uncton. Maybe if they die of natural causes, it can be anywhere. But if you purposely kill them, you have to do it in the city limits. Now, Jamie, killing someone within the confines of a certain place, this reminds me of a review we just did recently. <laughs> does it not? That's right. Yes, it does. It's like the same thing. But yeah. Because of a curse. Yes, exactly. Right? Um, but when I... When I heard that, when he started talking about killing Bundys, I, it completely changed. Like, everything shifted. Like, and I know it's bad, but I just got so much more interested when he said that. I'm like, oh, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm like is this going to be like a, uh, you know, like a like a, a, a slasher episode. Right, like I yeah, didn't know, I didn't know how it was going to play out. And then obviously like, he's like, know. all right, baby, let's go. <laughs> and then he just takes them on vacation yeah. and it was funny, but I thought I was going to see some killing, but I got to wait. <laughs> you know, and, and when I was rewatching the episode for this, I'm, I'm looking at Mayor Fifshaw and I'm like, I know this guy, I know this guy. And I look him up on IMDb and he's so crates from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yes. Of course. Yes. I don't think he'll be in the new movie. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be. I, I, I will say, though, I, I bet you that they reference him heavily. You know, he was a big character. Socrates. <laughs> now, he says that to find it wasn't hard to kill all these bunnies because all they had to do was go to shoe stores. Because remember how she said all the bunnies would be cursed to sell shoes? But like, Luigi said, not only Al's dad, but none of those guys from And Baby Makes Money were shoe salesmen. Right. None of them. 
Right. Garbage picker, uh, <laughs> uh, squeegee guy. Like they were really like a few, <laughs> a few of them. <laughs> One's job was just to be in prison. And actually, and do you notice they all married redheads? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. That should have been part of the curse. <laughs> like, <laughs> that could have easily been added in, yeah. <laughs> and they said only Al and Bud are the survivors. And meanwhile, on season seven, Cousin Jimmy is a male Bundy also, and nobody mentions him. They were literally like, yeah, forget continuity. We're going on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is just uh, really wild here. So... And whilst this monumental task has indeed almost broken us, I am nevertheless very happy to announce that there remains only this Bundy <laughs> and his son as the last male Bundys on Earth. <laughs> so the curse will be lifted if we can bring them here and force upon them an agonizing death. <laughs> One question remains. How do we get them here? They said that it's been a great uh, couple years or whatever for killing male Bundys, right? Yes. So why do they seem bewildered when they... Well, how do we get them here? You just said that you killed all of them here. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Why is this any different? (laughs) Why would you take a different approach? It seems like they've never done this before. And would you just wait in the past for them to stumble into Lower Uncton, England, as everyone does? You know, I was there a couple weeks ago. I just you're just naturally drawn to that place. Yeah, it's not like Disney World where everyone goes there at least once. You know, like, and none of those male bunnies are taking trips to uh, yeah England. Sorry, it's not happening. <laughs> Oh, it's funny you should bring up Disney World when Marshall was supposed to be going to Epcot. (laughs) Epcot Center. (laughs) Well, uh, the Bundys won a trip to England. All expenses paid. Boy, that was stupid. Uh, You could have just said, you know, just the flight there is free and maybe the hotel's free or whatever, the castle. But to say everything, that was really dumb. You have won an all-expense-paid trip to London. Then be driven to a charming, shaded village and stay in a castle. Where I'll be the guest of honor at a quaint Elizabethan expiration ceremony. What's that? Who cares? It's free! (laughs) How did we get so lucky? Well, it says here that they put all the names of everyone in the world in a hat and drew ours. (laughs) I can't believe this. It's all expense paid. I haven't been this happy since I lived with my parents. Uh. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm going to get me an armful of British babes. I'll be irresistible. Because after years of drinking their warm domestic ale, they'll learn that nothing beats a bud. I just love staring at Kelly as Bud goes into these, man... I can't wait to get some British, uh, an armful of British babes like that. The whole rant he always does where mm-hmm. all this optimism of how great things are going to be with the girls in this new place he's going to because they don't know. Right. And like you could almost see the insult cooking in her brain. Right. Right. <laughs> like if you just stare at her face during this whole time, you could just see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
just remember that the inflatable women over there blow up on the left side. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was probably one of the best lines of, of, of that episode. <laughs> right? I, I love that she didn't even know what England was. And so he's the birthplace of Shakespeare, <laughs> Churchill. And then she eventually gets it and goes, oh, the English guy. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she does a joke about, like, that's obviously a joke to what side of the road someone drives on or whatever, you know, like, or, you know, everything's different in other places. But, like, it's weird that she would she could even put that together. Right. <laughs> Which, <laughs> once again, I think Kelly's a lot smarter than she puts on. But then they bring back the uh, choke that's been a thing in the past few episodes. <laughs> yes, they've been choking each other a lot lately. Right? Yeah, they. I think it's becoming a thing now. Because the Simpsons, probably. That's what it is. It has yeah. to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so a good catch. Yep. Right. Now, I say this is a momentous occasion, and I think we should have a hearty Woe England. Whoa, England! Hi. We're going away for a while, and we wanted you to know where, since you'd worry and wonder... Yep, I'm taking Marcy on an expensive trip to Epcot Center in Florida. Gee, Epcot Center in Florida? Well, it kind of makes our little trip pale in comparison. We're going to England. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a Woe England? I always think it's really odd when two adults go to, like, Disney World. And and they don't have kids. I was just gonna say yeah. I want to go to Disney World. I'm, so bad. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, Alex. Right? And, and listen, I don't <laughs> have kids, so I'm no one to talk in that respect. But I don't like hang out in Disney World just walking around at 40 years old with my wife. Hey, well, I Neil mean, does it every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a thing that has come up recently: is that uh, people have been really angry about adults going to. Disney World, Disneyland. Why? Yeah. Because they feel like it's for the kids and you shouldn't no. be involved. But you know what? No. If, if, <laughs> if you never got the opportunity to do that as a kid and it's something you've always right. wanted to do, then yeah, you should have the right to go to Disney World. Who cares? That's me. I'm, I'm that person. I'm paying that money just like anyone else. And I so I, sh- I don't get to have fun because I don't have kids. Nope. So you're trying to tell me that people are going to judge me when I go to Disney World with my girl? Some people. I'm just saying it's weird. It is not weird. I'm going to do what I want. And <laughs> okay, no, it is. Maybe I hate Disney World, though. I think that's really the problem. <laughs> well, that might. All right. Whatever. Well, um, I mean, at least at Epcot, you can drink. I mean, you sort of just walk around from country to country and get smashed, right? There you go. No, right? see, that's obviously not for the kids. <laughs> just kidding everybody should be in disney world it's great it's really everybody great. should be whatever they want it doesn't i don't even understand that i don't get it no i'm not saying they shouldn't or they're not allowed i just think it's weird but they should definitely be able to do whatever they want sure if the I first don't know thing why they... it's they've never been like dan he wants to go What's i want to go now if, <laughs> if my first move is to like i gotta go on the dumbo ride that's a little weird okay. but like Generally speaking, and they serve beer there now. Like, come on. You want what do you want? Pictures with Goofy and Donald and La- Daffy? Like a picture of beer with Goofy? Yeah, <laughs> a picture. Right. Yeah, that- now, what I think it would be weird is if one person went and all right. they did was like sit on a park bench on the sideline and oh, stare at kids. Take pictures of kids. That's right. weird. You know, right. that's weird. 
But if you're two adults and you're going around and you're having fun and you're looking at things and you're, you know, I don't know, like taking whatever. It just, I don't think that's weird at all. Okay, fine. But you shouldn't go often. You should probably just do it once. Okay, maybe, whatever. Honey, they're woeing England. And you're taking me to the state of swamps? I want to woe England, too. Hey, you can woe anywhere in the world, but we're going to Florida. (laughs) We were just kidding about going to Florida. Jefferson's taking me to England, too. Marcy is, like, instantly jealous and says they were kidding about going to Florida. Oh, we were kidding. You know, because that was a good joke. (laughs) Wow, Marcy is so jealous that she she is not even doing an equivalent. Like she is going there too. Like she just follows the Bundys around everywhere now. So now, it, now to me, that was that was them not even trying to like incorporate them with the episode. Except, well, yes. I want to go too. <laughs> that was a really lazy way to get uh, to get Marcy and Jefferson in the episode. She sold his car. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we know what kind of car. Because remember in the episode, um, they came in and they said, do you want to look at our matching BMWs? Oh, it was our all-night security dude. Right. And she said, come see our matching BMW. So <gasps> Jefferson's taking me to England, too. Uh, how am I doing that, dear? I'm selling your car. <laughs> Hey, that car was a gift for sexual favors. I worked my ass off for that car. We're going to England! Oh boy, we're going to England. So Buck thinks he's going to England, and instead he was put in a shelter during the vacation. Dog, doggy daycare. Doggy hotels, they call them, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. And they right. don't have any money to feed him, but yet they're able to, I guess, go to England, you know, for a couple of weeks. Right. Know, pay for that. Was that expense paid by those guys? or? <laughs> Are you going to pay to board our dog? <laughs> yeah. They could have got him to pay it, probably. They got him to pay for everything else. And for a show to, you know, obviously take the majority of it out of the house and everything, it's kind of a, an odd choice to add that scene in. Not that it was bad, but, like, I think that they went above and beyond to, to do the dog shelter thing or the do- whatever it is, uh, doggy hotel thing on top in this episode. Do you know what I mean? It, it was a whole day of shooting, yeah. Peter would have been up in arms if they left the dog and then, you know, tell the audience <laughs> where the dog was. <laughs> kidding me? Right? Exactly. Oh, it, it, it made me sad, though, because then I started thinking about what happens, if, you know, when a bo- dog gets boarded and, and their owner gets killed while they're on vacation. And Ooh. then, like, it's so sad. Then the dog thinks they left him there and never came back for them. And I just, it, I almost cried. It was very sad. It was. And it they was make a, Disney movies about that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this just got dark. And homeward, homeward bound. <laughs> yep. When he, when the dog doesn't understand that they're coming back for him. And yep. uh, oh my god. Oh, speaking of Michael J. Fox, isn't the guy <laughs> in, back, in Back to the Future Three? Isn't his des- descendant Seamus? Seamus McFly. Yes, yes, it was. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and 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 they did the dog bit at the end too, just to prove that you know they didn't forget about the dog. Oh yes, exactly. Wow, exactly. 
Back to the Future was two years before this. So, yeah, they could have got that name from there. Yeah. Wow. Probably, actually. <laughs> so when Buck was in the shelter, you hear these dog voices talking, you know, about, like, you know, don't drop the soap in the flea bath or whatever he said. Uh, <laughs> the voices you hear are Ron Levitt and Michael Moy. Nice. So they did some voice work here, yep. <laughs> Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. If you dogs mess your cages, I'm not cleaning it up, ever. Hey, I could be a good friend to you. Tonight, in the flea bath, a real good friend. <laughs> yep, I'm one lucky dog. Now they're on the airplane. This is your captain speaking. Will the gentleman in 24B please put his shoes back on? I'm choking to death. Ow! Oh, please. They show us the movie Dutch and they think I stink? <laughs> Ed O'Neill starred in that movie, in, and it was released in May of 1991, and it was considered a total flop. Was it really? Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, ew. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Everybody quote, loves I, that movie yeah, now, though. It, it it earned five million dollars on a seventeen million dollar budget. I mean, oh. it was. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but but isn't it now that everybody loves that movie? Everybody I talk to just is head over heels about it. No, uh, it's probably nostalgia. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But that, wow, yeah. so I was yeah. completely familiar. Yeah. Wow. The, the one thing I found interesting about the movie was that Ed O'Neill's co-star Ethan Embry won a Best Young Actor in a Motion Picture Award. For the movie, but uh, uh, besides the fact that the movie stunk, you know, but <laughs> at, least, embryo. Yeah, at least at least he, uh, yeah, at least somebody got something out of it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, this will not. This jabbing of this movie will not end again in season <laughs> nine during Dial B for Virgin. We're going to hear another nice. one. Nice. Or actually, C. It's really great. You'll see. It's really good. So. <laughs> Now, Al apparently has no luggage when they go to the airport. Uh, he he just picks up bags, hands it to Peg, and he has nothing. I don't I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and everyone else seems to be carrying something. <laughs> so Kelly has an English to English translator because every time you go on vacation, you always need something like that if you're traveling to a, a different country. Oh, there's a word I recognize. <laughs> like who made this book who's buying that book <laughs> yeah but that's a great joke like only kelly would have an english to english translator well i mean I, I don't know how many of you guys have been to the uk but yeah for the few times that i've been over there you actually do need an english to english translation really oh to so know what bloke is I, and I stuff mean, you know some of the britishisms are, are kind of rough the first time you hear them yeah, somebody asked you for a fag and, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like pants means underwear to them. You know, so right, right. Really? Got pants, yes. I think, you know, context clues. You can right. tell you yeah. pick it up. Um, right. yeah, you, you remember National Lampoon's European vacation, you know, when when they go into the hotel and it's like the guy's speaking in Cockney, like, you know, and, they, and they're like, you know, Clark, he, he opens up his book. It's like, yes. Russ, you speak in English, Dad. <laughs> I think that was a part yeah. of it. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Actually, there were a lot of things about this episode in particular that reminded me of European Vacation, like where they're dr- they're driving around and they're he's pointing out things. Oh, yeah, and he's like Parliament. Parliament, and I'm thinking I can't. And I'm over here going, I can't get left. I can't. Get left. <laughs> yep, can't get in the other lane. Yep. Oh, that was great. And there was nighttime. He's still doing it. Kids, Big Ben, Parliament. (laughs) Ten hours on a plane with that man and those feet. I can't wait to change. My clothes smell like corroded toes. Don't blame me. For 10,000 bucks less, we could be sniffing the sweet feet of Mike Fink on his keelboat run. So Jefferson and Marcy dropped an extra $10,000 to go here instead of Florida. That's insane. And $10,000, Jamie, if you want to get your calculator out, this is $1,992. It's usually double. So let's just say, though, let's just say they dropped roughly like $17,000. Number one, I wouldn't drop $17,000 on vacation, period. Right. An extra. Like, who knew how much the Epcot Center one was? <laughs> so now you might have to tack on another 5000 right. or whatever, you know? So this is like a $20,000 vacation for them. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And Lower Uncton is willing to pay $20,000 times two because now they have two more people in Jefferson and Marcy. So $40,000 to get them over there to kill them. That is insane, dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I didn't know anything about this Mike Fink character because he's talked about the sweet, you know, smelling the sweet, <laughs> sniffing the sweet feet of Mike Fink. Uh, you know, I had, I, I, I guess there was a ride at uh, Ep- uh, in Disney that closed like in 97. Yes, yeah, so I had no idea, but uh, it's like some legendary king of keelboaters. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you guys uh, just mentioned uh, European vacation because Christina Applegate is in the newer vacation movie. That's right. Oh, yeah. And I didn't see it all. I just saw snippets, and it was all good from what I saw. So I really want to give that movie a try. I've actually heard that as well. I've actually heard that as well. I just can't get past the fact that, oh, also, Ethan Embryo. <laughs> he, played, he played Rusty in, you know. In, in a Vegas vacation. Vegas vacation, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's weird. I do not require them. <laughs> I, I love Mr. Vegas. Papa Giorgio. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so when the Bundys arrive at the airport, um, in the background you see people holding signs. One says Levitt, the other says Moy. If I still have to tell you what that means at this point of the show, <laughs> then uh, you should probably turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's another sign, though, that does say Silver. And that is a reference to Arthur Silver, the producer. Oh, I thought it was David Silver. <laughs> Should have been. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and there was also a sign for Anderson as well. So I'm assuming John Maxwell Anderson. Right. A producer as well. Hey, there's a word I recognize. <laughs> That's her name, honey. We come to Winston and Igor. Well, we meet Igor uh, at the airport. <laughs> Right now, I'm Winston. I'm your driver, right? And this is my assistant driver, Igor. Igor? Yes. You know perfectly well I have my name changed legally. Is it too much trouble to address me as Meryl? (laughs) Call me Meryl when we're alone. (laughs) And when was the last time we were alone? Hmm? Not in front of the Yanks. 
Now, is this like a gay thing? Is that what we're getting out of this? These these this is a gay couple? Yeah, I mean there's a yeah. joke that, that yeah. British British right. men are gay, so yeah. not that there's there, anything wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't there a gay joke with Buck too, though? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the second yeah, one. Yeah, but that's prison gay, so, you know. <laughs> Is there a difference, Jamie? Thanks for the distinction, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one One of the parties are unwilling. Terribly sorry. As I was saying, we shall be escorting you, but uh, before we go, there's just one little formality. It's um, just for the record, really. Um, are there any more male bundies? Hmm? Women wish there were. <laughs> Here. Look, just remember, they must die in Lower Uncton and not before. You got it? Good. <laughs> um, follow me, cars outside. Have a nice journey, did you? Thank you, Igor. <laughs> Okie dokie, we're going to start our tour right away with an immediate visit to a quaint little English village, Lower Uncton. Oh, well, let's go there. London? No, no, no. No, no, very little to see in London. It's all quite old, too. No, lower up to that's what he wants. Let's go. Like, yeah, because that sounds great. Not sketchy at all. Well, we're from in hostel, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have absolutely zero interest in doing so. I don't even understand half of what's going on with Jefferson and Marcy. <laughs> right? Jefferson, they're putting our luggage into their trunk. I know. It's all part of my master plan. Look, this is a comp trip for them, right? All we have to do is stay close to them. At the very least, we should get a free limo ride into town. (laughs) (laughs) They left with our luggage! Let's get a cab and follow them! No, we can't. I put all our money in our traveler's checks and our baggage. See, I didn't want to have any unsightly bulges in my jacket. Well, honey, good news. Soon you won't have any in your pants either. <laughs> Jefferson deliberately let them load their luggage into the Bundy's limo without actually getting in the limo. They weren't even walking over. He, he, like if he was holding her hand, he said, "Come on, Marcy, let's go. Hurry up. Let's just hop in and 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 mooch off of their free thing." Nothing. They just stood there. She says they're doing. He goes, "Yeah, I know." And they drive off. Like, well, what did you expect? You didn't get in. Right. Right. Yeah, well, I was sick when he's like, yeah, I know, that's, you know, we can at least get a free limo ride, and I'm thinking, but you're not, you're standing on the curb, and then it pulls <laughs> off, and I'm like, so what was your plan exactly? Were you going to jump on the back? Like, I didn't, I, I didn't get that at all, like, how he thought that would work. It, it, so, some of this is hit and miss with this Marcy Jefferson uh, crowbarring in of them in this whole thing, but, so, yeah, we get to the part... Jamie said, reminded her of the Griswolds. That is St. Paul's Cathedral. Great. There's Parliament. Great. Tower Bridge. Great. And that's Trafalgar Square. Great. Oh, look, Buckingham Palace? Great. Yeah, and, and, and interestingly, Alex, you know, um, so Meghan Markle ends up, you know, in the palace, you know, and her dad had filmed that because he was the director of photography. Nice. Then they they get excited to see McDonald's, something they recognize, and they take a picture of it. I, 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 by the way, I have seen this 
you know, I've been to a bunch of European countries and I can't tell you how many times I've seen tourists stop when they see like a McDonald's or a Taco Bell and like they're all taking pictures in front of it. And you can all tell that they're Americans. So, I mean, they nailed this joke right. perfectly. I could see myself maybe if I didn't know this and now it's like an eye roller kind of thing. Uh, I I probably be like wow that's here too and take a picture just for the hell of it. So then one day when I'm you know 55 I'll be like yeah look they had a McDonald's in England. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they call Big Macs over there? A Royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what they call a quarter pounder because of the metric system. Oh, <laughs> la Big Mac. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I guess it's always – people always think it's strange to hear about, like, something local and, like, low-end here, like some, you know, McDonald's. It's – you always think of, like, oh, it's England and it's it's Italy and France. They would never have such low-end American garbage. But no, no, it's there. So I guess that's, like, it's a – we think that's a novelty to – that they would do something like that. Like, we don't think as much of ourselves as we do other places, I think. Now, aren't they, aren't they a little different over there, though? I yeah, they say, have different menu items. Yeah, sure. Well, not only that, though. Like, aren't there nicer ones? Like, it's yeah, an actual oh, yeah. restaurant. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can – You know? They, they serve alcohol in some of them. Some right. Really? Yeah. I like beer there more like, than I do Disneyland. Yeah. It might be beer or wine. <laughs> I guess it really depends on the company uh, and the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Now you can cancel your trip to Epcot. <laughs> you get beer here. Never. So Peg saw a Harrods. Yeah, Harrods is a very high-end uh, department store in London. And uh, what's interesting about it is you actually have to be dressed properly to shop in there. Like they, they won't allow you to walk around like in flip flops or like in or, <laughs> like shorts or stuff. It's almost like you know, sorry, like, Dan. Let's, yeah, it's like going to the Vatican or something like that. <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no service. Yeah, yeah I, and here's another married with children connection to that. Um, you know, so it's owned by the Fayed family, who was Princess Diana's boyfriend. What is he and still alive? Yeah, and there's a statue. Um, who's obviously <laughs> Meghan Markle's mother-in-law. And there's a statue in Harrods of uh, Dodie, Fayed, and Princess Di. Dodie. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Peg needed to shop, and she comes out with like 15 bags of items. I mean, the price I could only imagine. So this guy's like asking, send more money, send more money. They're just dumbfounded here. They've never seen anything like it. Uh, so now, Al, um, he already made, back in the airport, uh, he called the guy something else, but now he calls him Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> Second greatest joke of this episode, I think. Yeah, so if anyone's not into cigarettes or whatever, like Winston is a, a cigarette brand, so Al just keeps saying his wrong name and he keeps just saying any other cigarette brand besides his even if it like why would someone's name be lucky strike <laughs> oh why? that's right. so great that's yeah. so and Ca- i think he calls him camel Camels, too yeah. right. and uh does he say benson and hedges or did i just yeah yes they do I, I think he goes to every single cigarette brand <laughs> yeah, by the time the three part is over yeah yep so um so you, you wonder if Al just cannot get it right, but then eventually I think he even says, no, nah, I think this sounds cooler, though. You know, I think he just wants to not say Winston. <laughs> well, Marvo! Winston. That's much cooler. We're ready! Lower Uncton. Should we go to Lower Uncton now? Are you kidding? 
We want to see everything. We want to do everything. The Bundys swing like a pendulum do. First, take me to your finest bathroom. Can, can I ask you guys a question? What do you think about the lap track? And Because obviously they're not in a live studio audience, but it seems like a live studio audience is watching this, right? Like, just by their reactions? They probably put it on a projector where those people normally sit. Like, remember how... Do you think so? Yeah, remember how we said whenever they have certain scenes where, like, um, maybe, like, Al's Daydream or something like that? Like, right. They must just play and say, all right, so, guys, Al's going to daydream now. This is what he's seeing. React as normal. And I think that's what happens. Yeah, and they, they record that and do it. Yeah. Yep. They probably just had a whole thing. Listen, all three of these are going to be just on the projector. If you guys want to come by and watch, blah, blah, you'll be the first ones to see it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it just sounded natural. But for me, when – because when Jamie said you know, she generally doesn't like when when they go on vacation, one of the main reasons is because the laugh track is taken out and it just – takes on a totally different tone. It's weird. Not only do the jokes not hit, because let's face it, a lot of sitcom jokes don't hit, but the laugh track is, ah, all right, I'll just go with it. Yeah, it sells it. Like, yeah, like they found it funny. Like, okay. Like, yeah. like not that you find it funny necessarily, but it's like, okay, like it's just, you know, it, it makes it flow. But right. without it, oh, it gets weird. <laughs> it gets awkward. You know, one time when I was in college, there was um, it was like an invitation, like you could go to like a comedy show for free. Um, and I went to school in Manhattan, so um, went over to the to the um, to the studio. And I think it was Pat Oswalt. He comes out, and what was interesting was the they actually had a laugh track start playing. So it was like, okay, start clapping, and we're looking around. It's like I haven't laughed yet, and all of a sudden, it's like this laugh track comes out almost to entice you to start clapping because then it's like it amplifies it. Wow. Yeah, so so, so I, I found that interesting. What? You, you, that makes so much sense, but that kind of pisses me off. <laughs> Was it, were they doing a taping there? Is that why? I yes. mean, because I've been to, okay. One thing I noticed definitely watching this was when Peg comes down, they're loading all her bags into the trunk of this limo. Where's all their baggage? It's completely empty. Right. Right. Isn't Marcy's bag in there with Jefferson's everything? With all the money. (laughs) (laughs) There's not even continuity within this own episode. Knowing them, they probably pulled over and threw it out so they'd have room to put stuff. Right. Like, yeah, we can't expect continuity throughout the whole canon here if we can't get it within the episode. But Jamie's yeah. right, though, because, I mean, it's not like Al's going to have an Armani suit in his luggage, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, he don't even have luggage. <laughs> I just feel like there's so many other ways that they could have fooled the Bundys to get to this place. Oh, that. Dude. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Okay. I feel like they overestimated them. Like, do you realize how dumb these people are? <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you have done this and you've had a tremendous run of killing Bundys, right? Right. Wouldn't you just say, okay, get in the car. We're going to take you to uh, London and just drive to Lower Uncton, get out, shoot him and be done with this. <laughs> like, why are you listening to them? If you have done this, if you're murderers, why don't you just have a limo that you roll up that window? It's bulletproof, whatever. 
you lock the doors, just like in all the 80s, you know, gangster movies. You can't get out once they lock it from whatever. Now you just can't leave. Yeah, now you just can't. <laughs> <laughs> they start playing Come Together and you kill the Bundys. <laughs> I don't understand why we're entertaining any of this and wasting money at the store and driving them around London like <laughs> – Right. I would have just said, "Look, we have an itinerary. We have to. We have a, like a right. banquet for you that we have to go to first, and then we're going to come back and we'll do all the London stuff." Well, you don't really have to because you're going to kill them, so it doesn't matter. So right. I would just would have been like, "Oh, itinerary, got to go." And they're driving. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? <laughs> they don't know where they're going. Right. They. Oh wait, guys, you're supposed to make a left here. Right. All they would have to say to 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 Bud and Al is, "There's like a nudie bar." And and to Peg and Kelly, I mean, let's face it, you could tell Kelly anything, but with Peg, be like, you know, there's there's shopping outlets or anything, like anything. You could tell Kelly, o- Odie and Garfield are over here, <laughs> and she'd be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am just dumbfounded at how stupid and how uh, like amateurish th- this all seems mm-hmm. when, when they've just had an amazing run of killing. But I just don't get it. We're being very Jerry and JP right now, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Don't have to say that again, Jerry. I really think everybody would think that. Like, seriously. Even if you're not doing a podcast about it. Because I think I thought this stuff before. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's obviously, for, you know, for, for comedic purposes. But the whole time, you can't help but go, guys, it's not that difficult. Right. <laughs> For for me, though, it goes a little bit beyond that to where the jokes that were a result of them going shopping and delaying it and even him on the phone asking for more money. I didn't find the payoff of those jokes worth it. Like it didn't set these things up where, okay, like they're in England. You could go a million ways with this. Right. But – they kind of chose like, oh, they're just they're just going to give these people the runaround and like delay the inevitable. Do you know what I mean? So I, right. I, I do. I will say, though, that I haven't seen the other two parts of this. But in terms of the whole setup and what happened and how they're just delaying the inevitable going shopping and doing all these things, I just didn't find it that captivating or that funny. Because the jokes that came of it, like I said, just um, send more and money, the- and they threw the luggage in the trunk. Like, I mean, the bags, and like the the joke is Peg's going shopping and spending a lot of money. That's it. Totally, totally. And but the two- at the yeah. same time, it's an excuse to see these to to fit in these That's landmarks in London. Right. That you know to to actually drive home the fact that they're in London. Plus, it's a three episode stretch. You got to. That's do what something. I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, you have to leave a little meat on the bone, you know. Right. That's kind of my problem with with three. You think it's too long? You think it's too, it's padded? It was what? filler. That's exactly what it was. They were like, "What can we do to have them be tourists?" Like they could have went a million ways with it. And I just thought this was so odd. I'm well, like, this is what we're doing. Okay. I kind of feel like those <laughs> things are okay. You could easily have filmed them going to Lower Uncton, England, and never left the United States. Right. And, uh, like, you didn't – it could have been a one-episode thing. You didn't even have to leave the United States. 
build a set like they did in the beginning. And, you know, right. no one would ever know the difference. But it, for us to actually be transported to England right. and uh, to feel the fact that they are actually in London, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's you know, they do those, they do these things and go to these specific places because they actually are in London. So they should, I mean, to me, it makes sense that they're doing that because it gives it the feel because all they wanted to do was say they right. were in, um, that's it, like England, they didn't even have to leave the country. So, and for that, they succeeded a hundred percent. I just feel like when you have an opportunity like that, I feel like the jokes it should have been more of the English to English translation thing. Make more puns on the fact that it's a fish out of water situation, as opposed to as opposed to we're just getting over on these guys and just just making them pay for everything. And it's not it's not the worst idea. I just think it's an odd decision given like exactly what you just said, Jamie, the, the, the location made to go to England. Right. I know what you're saying. Like, for example, like when, um, when a movie comes out, okay, for example, perfect. Dumb and dumber two, right? Oh God. <laughs> you say to yourself, well, part one was a phenomenal classic, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. Everybody wants to see a part two, but you're about 20 years too late, but okay. So you're going to do it. If you're going to do this, you had 20 years right. to think of of what to do. At minimum, you had three years to think right. of it or whatever, you know, and, and all this stuff, all this material, blah, blah. And that's what you did. Right. So it's almost like with this, you're, you're, what you're trying to say is, so you went to all this trouble to bring these guys to England and blah, 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 blah. And these are the jokes you have, Peg going shopping? <laughs> right and spending a lot of money like and Al standing around uh the square and and talking about women and it wasn't even that funny like it wasn't even the strongest Al dialogue or anything like that like I get it I get what you're saying right I guess they just wanted them in that atmosphere longer and like Jamie said it hit a few landmarks now I do want to ask you guys one thing do you feel like the Bundys were in high gear, obnoxious mode during this whole thing? Absolutely. R- right? Like, all they were doing was being ob- obnoxious. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would yeah. agree with that, for sure. But, yeah, but they're, they're playing up the obnoxious American stereotype, which is very true. Right. Right. Yeah. But you, you know what they would have needed then? They would have needed some British writers who know the Britishisms to be able to work with the Americans. Right. I mean, mean, they use British actors, but, you know, the stuff, I mean, to get exactly what you're talking about, and I agree with you, that's what you would have needed here. I feel like if they can find people to translate it in Spanish and put their own spin on it after the fact, they probably could have found a writer over there, you know, (laughs) to help them out. Yeah. Well, well, for more bizarreness, uh, Jefferson and Marcy are on a bus, and they just land at Harrods as soon as the Bundys leave. The joke is that Marcy won't let Jefferson on the bus. He has to run behind it as his punishment. Marcy, can I ride on the bus now for a while? No. You've been a bad boy. Besides, we only had enough money for one ticket. Well, then can I stop at Harrods for a cool drink of water? Shut up! Don't you think I'm thirsty, too? 
But we have to find the Bundys and get our luggage back. Now, where did they say they were staying? London. Well, then it's only a matter of time. Come on. Where did they say they were? England. <laughs> right, that narrows it down. It, it almost, when you look at Marcy's face during every single one of these scenes with these two, it's almost like she's annoyed that she doesn't think this is very strong writing for these two either. And she feels like they didn't know what to do with us, and now we have to force to make this work. That's what I kept seeing in her face. Hmm. I would believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it it kind of feels like they didn't know what to do with them. No. Do they now? I uh, I um, have not seen these episodes before, uh-huh. and, and I probably, truth be told, I probably avoided them at the time because I never liked it when <laughs> I traditionally never liked vacation episodes or Christmas oh. episodes. So um, I would often avoid them. Uh, do they play a bigger role in the following two episodes? I don't know if I would say bigger, but I'll tell you this. For some reason, in real life, when they were asked what some of their favorite moments ever are, they said it was the England show. What? I think, I think it was the third one, though. Oh, well, probably because I got yeah. to go to England. Probably. That's yeah, exactly, probably I was just yeah. going to say probably because they were like, oh, that trip was dope. What was right. the episode about? I don't know. We got lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go into a club. That's all I'm going to say. But – that was their favorite thing that the two of them did, apparently. Definitely because of the free plane ticket. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and before we move on, there was a song reference, by the way. Um, so there was one line that says, with the Bundy swing like a pendulum do. And I was like, that sounds very awkward. And I found out it was a song by Roger Miller from 1965. The first lyric is, England swings like a pendulum do. Ah. I have no idea what the hell that means. <laughs> <laughs> It means something, though. So uh, we get another hair club for men joke with the guard with the hat on. According to legend, no one can make the guard smile. Watch this. Excuse me. Is that a hat or are you just a member of the British hair club for men? Let me at him. My husband sells women's shoes for a living. <laughs> I, you know what? Worst job in the world. I, you've got to, if you are a Buckingham Palace guard, you have got to hate to see Americans coming. Oh, God. They're like, here we go. You know that, you know that the locals don't do that. Like, right. <laughs> they don't mess with them. But, you know, if you see American tourists coming, you're like, oh, my God. Because right. everybody knows the thing about how they're not supposed to laugh or smile or, you know, or they never change their facial expression. And so forever people have been making fools of themselves and annoying the piss out of these poor people trying right. to trying to make them laugh. Well, you know, at least uh, Dan and I are members of that British Air Club. Yeah. Right? We have passports against for it, right? Yeah. Exactly. I felt personally attacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it one more try. So Peg holds Al's shoe up to this guy's nose with a last resort. It's not a smile. It will be when I take it away. And he smiles when she takes it away and then faints, falling flat on his face. And you know, you know what I wanted to ask you guys? Right. You know, the, 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 
the line before that goes, she says, you know, my husband sells women's shoes for a living and they all start laughing. I mean, I think that, you know, once this show came out, I don't think anyone could walk into a shoe store right. and see anyone working there without thinking of this show. Right. You know, because it's like, 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 like what makes the, like a job is a job, right? I mean, some people need to, you know, scoop dog poop and some people need to, you know, pick up garbage. But some people empty out porta johns. Right, right. I mean, and it's like this, like this whole joke around my husband sells women's shoes. It's like, you know, you can't walk into a shoe <laughs> store without somebody making a reference. Right. Know? Yeah. I was dating a guy that worked in a shoe store around this time. <laughs> <laughs> Was the uh, jokes about how it pays uh, accurate to to your knowledge? Well, I never saw his pay stub, but he always treated me well, so I don't know. (laughs) Jamie's like, he he treated me so nice. When he gave me a tank sandwich, he pinched the corner so the orange sand doesn't run out. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) All right, so... Bud's just walking around England with a Raiders starter jacket, jeans, and Tim's on. Like yep. I just found that so funny. Like the Grandmaster B thing is gone, but he's still incorporating this rap gangsta lifestyle thing right. in his clothes now, and it actually ramps up. <laughs> That's subtle. So I just found it weird that he just seems so like he didn't fit in there. But he's so proud. <laughs> Well, Winston says this is Speaker's Corner. People come here to listen to just about any idiot spout off about anything that's bothering him. I'd like to talk to you today about women. I don't like them. I mean, you folks are English, but uh, even you can't like women. I mean, you're sitting home watching sports. And that's the exact time they pick to plant their ever-widening, what you call bums, next to you. Yes, remember that restaurant we went to 18 years ago? Did you think that waitress was pretty? Then you tell them to shut up, and they get mad. Then they start to cry, then you get mad because you can't hear the game. Which I think was their modus operandi all along. Now, I'm not proposing a solution, because uh, i got to go soon. I see my wife looking. But I just want to say... I don't like them. Can I get a hearty war of women? I don't like them. By the way, am I alone here in hating the French? No. I thought not. I did like the joke about how, remember that restaurant we went to 18 years ago? Did you think that waitress was pretty? Like, yeah. I, I thought that was funny that, because. That, that, that is spot on. To a married person, that is spot on. Yeah. I never do that for the record. Right. My wife never does that. Yeah. But I did ask. Oh, this is funny, though. I did ask. Um, what was it? We were watching Dave Chappelle. We were watching something. And it prompted me to ask Brian. I was like, do you ever look at other women when we're walking down the street? And he said, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. You're like, that, that's it. Like, I right. just, I was just curious. Like, I don't. I just look. I don't care. You know. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, all right, good. That seems, that's about right. You know, <laughs> that was the extent of that conversation. But <laughs> You know, if you look closely at the scene, you know, there's the little guy who gets hit by the redhead. 
just before just before they they zoom in on him, you can you can see like it's a bad acting job. He's like you see he's like gearing up for the cue. It's like he's sort of like getting ready for while well, Alice spouting, and then all of a sudden it's like it cuts to the you know the redhead you know whacking him with a purse. <laughs> yeah, he's gearing up to to get whacked. Yeah, so you know you, you can uh. see it's like, like he's almost anticipating the shot. It's a bad acting job. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh, see, I I hate that. Like I would have tried. It's like that scene in North by Northwest where uh, they're at the cafe at um, uh, Mount Rushmore, and the guy comes in and right the this and he's about to shoot the place up. But right before he pulls the gun, there's a kid, and he plugs his ears. But like <laughs> two beats before the guy's the guy even pulls out his gun. <laughs> So, and I just, that bothers me every time, you know, I'm like, oh, why didn't somebody catch that? Hitchcock, what are you doing? You know? Uh, again, again, I go back to uh, the the great Christopher Nolan, <laughs> where in, uh, in the third Batman installment, the guy just falls. Oh, yeah, when nobody even Doesn't hits Doesn't get hit, just in the corner fighting Batman, and he just falls. Like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? I just saw that. I'm not, like I, like, I am not the smartest person in the world, but I was like, wow. I was like, that just happened. Like, this is Christopher Nolan, interstellar. He's like a master filmmaker. That dude just fell on his own. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of Christopher Nolan, Jefferson mentions Michael Caine. Oh, uh, right, well, a British actor known best for his Cockney accent and in recent times portraying Alfred in the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. You didn't give up on me. Never. And you can't tell the difference between Michael Caine and the Queen. <laughs> I don't think he wears as many hats. <laughs> yeah. Now, at, yeah, at, besides that guy with his horrible acting while I was talking... This one dude has intense eyebrows, man. In that, in that crowd, did you see him? He looks like he looks like a a, a deranged Dracula. <laughs> Watch again when I was talking. Look at this dude's eyebrows. They like are so long. They actually curl. They look like two U's on his head. You can moose them. Oh yeah, you can moose them. You can. They're like Al's nose hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to say this again too, but I, see, I didn't even know what this speaking corner was, right? Right. Um, so when they went to reference it, all it felt like is okay. W- this is our spin on this, and I. So so literally, you're going out of your way to do a little mini segment in this of Al speaking, right? Right. But when, but when he did, like I said, the only real funny thing I thought was the line that Jamie had said, and that was about it. So again, going if you're going to go out of your way, you got to kind of bring the heat. This needed to be like a nine or a ten in terms of writing. Right, it did. It really did. I think it needed to be. Uh, was it? We'll find out. They've been doing nines and tens. Me and Jamie just got done when we reviewed um, Teacher's Pets or Teacher Pets, whatever it's called. Jamie, do you remember how like every sing? Remember Al with the Chuck E. Cheese and all this stuff? Amazing. Every five seconds, every single yeah. line. I, right. And and I think – and I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's why it's so noticeable now. When it's not happening. Right. I can deal with uh, a bad joke uh, here and there, um, but I gotta like if I I'm not trying to be that analytical and critical about it, but I would say that one out of three jokes have to hit. 
I think more than that. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> I think two out of three have to hit. I'm I don't know. Alex. I would like it if all of them did. I so, so would I, and I don't mean just punchlines and stuff, but like even you know back and forth. Like you know how Peg will have a line, and while it's it's very Peg-ish, and you know it's kind of funny, it's really to set up Al's next joke. Right. You know. So, but I feel like with with situations like this, I just feel like the the lines like. It was probably, I don't know, one out of five <laughs> jokes that hit for me. Right. I get it. Yeah. One thing I will say, you know, the end of that scene where it's like, you know, have your picture taken with a cardboard American. Yeah. That's a British joke. I think that hits perfectly. I mean, that rings the bell. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any more bright ideas, Mr. A Little Counterfeiting? Never hurt anyone? As God is my witness, I thought Michael Caine was on the five-pound note. It's the queen. Just our luck. We run into the one guy who can tell the difference. Here I am on my dream vacation. Stuck in an alley. Freezing cold, starving, and married to you. Excuse me. But do you remember that time last winter when I asked you to tape an episode of Full House and you forgot? Did I get mad? No. I just sat there and sulked silently. But I am hurting inside. You stink, Marcy. Don't you push it, Jefferson. You're not that good in bed. Oh, come on. We both know I am. Now relax, babe. It's your good fortune to be married to a criminal and an inveterate liar. I'll come up with a scheme. It's going to have to be very special because the British are a bit more sophisticated than the Americans. I got it. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, so he says, yeah, the genius idea to take your picture of Cardboard American for a buck. Um... Now this uh, to me this was hilarious. Like not not rolling I wasn't rolling on the floor, but I really thought this was funny when the Bundys were like just gazing off into nowhere. Then they turn around and they have all this crap like souvenirs, flags, all this nonsense. And then they said, you know, we probably don't have any room in the limo for this. And then Bud goes, oh, who cares? We don't really want this anyway. And they just stuff them all in a garbage can and walk away. <laughs> that was really funny to me. Like and that. It, it's it's back to what I said. Where th- this is just the Bundys in high gear, obnoxious mode. Right. That, that's all they're doing. This whole episode is. It's almost like uh, one dimensional characters at this point. They're just being obnoxious. There's not really any more depth to them. Right. Right. They really removed all that and just became obnoxious. Right. As if they don't know it. And I think it's like Luigi said. Like. That's how Americans are kind of seen. Totally. When we go to these places, so I think they become that. Right. They they feed into the. <laughs> they 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 just embrace the stereotype. Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry. Where are we going now? Ah, Lower Umpton. That's where we're going. That's where it's all happening, you know. The birthplace of the Beatles. Uh, camels. Winston. Whatever. Look, we're tired of just driving around. What is your finest hotel? The Savoy. Oh, what, uh, what Eagle really meant to say is it's the uh, fabulous dumpster by the Ritz in Lower Uncton. <laughs> Didn't you, Eagle? No, I think they'll like the Savoy. Anyway, I've never been there and I want to go. To the Savoy, then! 
Vincent and Hedges? This is so wonderful. I hope it never ends. But, but, but Alex, I just have to make a comment on the cameo we have for Larry Jacobson and Stacey Lip. You know, oh, how whole, did I miss that? Right. They, they do that whole shoe salesman joke again. I mean, and I, I recognized him back then because I was like, oh, it's the guy from, it's the talk show host from God's Shoes. He says, okay, you're every dance. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah, remember I recognized that? him immediately. It's like, that is like, it's perfect. Yeah, he tells the girl to start dancing again because Al had nothing to say with God's Shoes. Um, yeah, Stacy Lip. We love her, man. So that's her, the blonde chick that was with him. When so this is the scene. Uh, so Al's doing the football pose and they're going to take a picture of him and he's blocking Peg and all that. Uh, that's that scene. So now we got these two new guys that just show up out of nowhere. There they are. They're staying in London. They should be easy targets. Remember, they've got to be killed outside Lower Ankton. The future of our village depends on them. Yes, every Upper Ankton schoolboy knows it. Now, the only reason that was even created, because the witch never said that, right. is because... They want to make this conflict where we have two other people that want them killed outside of Lower Uncton. It's a pretty good idea, actually. If Lower Uncton gets the sun again, then Upper Uncton will lose all its prosperity as a tourist town. Every year, thousands of people come to our town to view our neighbors. The village cursed to inky, hellish darkness. I know better than anyone. My father owns the T-shirt concession. Remember, they must be killed outside Lower Uncton. Or the curse goes on forever. Don't worry. The Bundys will never leave London alive. Just think about this. Like, not not to get analytical, but how on earth... And Al even references, like, even if you were wondering, well, how on earth would this even happen? You can't block totally. the sun. Like, what, there going to be just clouds, uh, very, very thick clouds right over? Um, and he said, what, are you going to fly up in your broom and block it? You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, have, you have to give credit to all, like, your, the fat women, like, who start on this show. Like, they're, 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 it's, it's like... You have to be a special person. It's like, we're going to be making fun of your waist. Shout out. You know, and, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's going to be pretty irreverent. And you just have to stand there and take the joke. And it's like, again, that's comedy. Right. <laughs> yeah. When you tell all your family and friends that you're going to be on Marriage Children tonight, uh, just so you know, we're going to disparage you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the one piece of logic I don't understand about this is, you know, okay, so they've been killing Bundys for, you know, 300, almost 340 years. So what, they wait until now, you know, to like, like in other words, you had, what's happening? Yeah. Why is Al 45? Correct. Right? Why don't you kill Al when he was 15 or 20 or whatever? Like, <laughs> just bizarre. Or get rid of the bloodline before he was even born. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, when did he they had just 400 start? years to do it, or 339 years to do it. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, for example, what if 200 years ago you killed one of these bundies in, in Upper Arlington? Would that have broken, broken it? Right. I, you know, I mean, there's no logic here, but again, it's a sitcom, you know, and that's, we're supposed to suspend disbelief, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, not, it doesn't make much sense, but okay, we'll, we'll go along for the joke. <laughs> right. You're saying, why didn't these two new guys kill them earlier in Upper Arlington? No, like like an, uh, a, a a predecessor Bundy. Right, right. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. They're, the vested interest they have, they don't want to be murderers. I think that they held off as long as they could and mm -hmm. didn't get involved. 
And then if these guys want to be murderers, that's fine. But we're not going to do that. And now when it comes to the last two, and it's like, okay, we actually, our back up is our backs up against the wall now. We're going to lose all this stuff if we don't kill at least one of these two guys outside of Lower Uncton. So we're going to have to kill one of them now uh, just to keep this thing going because now it's down to the last two and we're screwed if this happens. So maybe right. they just held out as long as they can and now they have to do it. I know better than anyone. My father owns the T-shirt concession. Because yeah, I mean that that t- the T-shirt concession stand joke. I mean it's, it's an American joke, yeah. Because yeah. you know, who sells right. T-shirts? Americans, right? Exactly. And, <laughs> and yeah, in Upper Uncton, they just sell black T-shirts. Wow! Paris through the eyes of the dead man. Yeah, <laughs> what a beautiful painting. <laughs> Remember, they must be killed outside Lower Uncton, or the curse goes on forever. Don't worry. The Bundys will never leave London alive. I hate how this exposition is delivered, though. It is. It's so exposition. It's so... It's so clumsy. It's oh. so... They, you know, as... It's just like in a movie when somebody will go, as you know... Right. You know, well, yeah, I do know. You don't have to tell me. I mean, think of a more interesting way to convey information to the audience rather than telling someone who already knows everything. You know, <laughs> so as they're walking down the street, he's like, "Well, you know, for years they've been doing this, and if we do this, and we don't, then you know, and if we if they get light, then we don't have tour." Like the dude knows that. That's why he's there with you. It's like, yeah, dude, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And- yeah, no, we got it. And then he just ends up repeating a line. The- he says it again. And, and I'm like, he goes, "Don't forget, they must be killed in Upper Uncton." Right. Wow. Yeah, it's it's really bad. That exchange is really Horrible. bad. It's like the guy from The Matrix with all the there- screens around him. He just explains everything. <laughs> it it. It reminds me of uh, the old Ninja Turtles cartoon with James Avery as Shredder. Um, him and Krang, when, when when it cut to him and Krang, Krang would maybe have an invention and then Shredder would be like, we need to do this or that or the other thing, the other thing. And then, oh, no, no, Krang would explain the plot to Shredder. Without this, I can't do this. Then we can't do this. Right. And free the Technodrome right. and go to Dimension X. <laughs> yeah, Shredder, we can't. And he's like, why? He goes, I know that, Krang. Why are you telling me? And he goes, I wasn't telling you. I was telling them. And then he looks at the screen. Right. <laughs> they did that? On the turtles? Yeah, he would like he would say, I'm telling our, the audience. What? Like he would literally say that. I need to rewatch that show. They would break the fourth wall. Yeah, oh, Okay, well that. that's actually a clever way to do it. That's funny. Right. Remember, they must be killed outside Lower Uncton. Or the curse goes on forever. Don't worry. The Bundys will never leave London alive. Luigi brought the fire, man. Holy crap. The <laughs> right? Thank you. Normally I do that stuff, but I got lazy this time. <laughs> like the writers? Well, I, 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 well, like I said, I don't mind doing it. I mean, I've, I've listened to every single podcast from the beginning. So, you know, I, I think I, I figured out your formula. So, uh, yeah, oh, so I, cracked, I really enjoyed it. He's cracked the code, guys. He's yeah. like, I figured it out. There's nothing to you. <laughs> no, 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 this is great. This is great. And listen, and to everyone who's listening to this podcast, you know, subscribe to Patreon. And they did not pay me to say this because if you want to listen to good content, you got to pay. <laughs> so, um, and, and seriously, it's like you know, look, 
you know, this has been very, very entertaining. You know, like I said, for me, a longtime fan, again, you know, over 30 years I've been watching the show, watching and rewatching it. You know, I think I have every single line memorized, you know, after seeing it like 50 times each. I mean, this podcast has been great because you're looking at it from a completely different angle. You know, like I said, and for me, like, you know, I, I was never like the type that it's like, oh, you know, some guys would be watching this because they want to see Christina Applegate in a short skirt or, you know, see the strippers in the oh, bar yeah, or yeah. stuff like that. For me, it was really it's the comedy. Right. And I, right. I just I just appreciate the comedy. And again, for a, a sick and twisted eight year old <laughs> to start watching this, you know, and then <laughs> to now be 41 and still laughing after all these years. I mean, it, it's really a, um, you know, it's a testament to everyone contributed to this and um so i appreciate it you know from a show perspective i appreciate what you guys do uh keeping me entertained every week so uh thank you and uh, again for for all of you out there who want to live the dream like me contribute (laughs) and uh for uh, a small fee you can be uh, sitting in my seat doing the same thing with uh this uh uh trio of uh you know married with children musketeers (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, bro. Well, so now that you've pulled back the curtain, <laughs> was it all that you wanted it to be? <laughs> oh, that and more, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Lie to me. I love it. <laughs> wow, our first satisfied customer. I'm still amazed when, like, people, I find out people actually listen to us. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Wow, Luigi really lit. I, th- I thought he was just doing, like, pity posts. He was like, oh, yeah, great show, guys. No, I mean, but I, I will say as a fan, the one that you guys, I mean, although I can't blame Dan and Jamie for this, but you guys missed the mark on the Ferguson one. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I completely missed, completely missed the joke. Completely missed it. But, you know, no, maybe- I got the joke. I just don't like it that much. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. But uh, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, never mind. It never ends up well when I you explain know, if, this. If, one. We, if we ever do a redo on that one, I, I would love to, to participate. I'll give you my take on the Ferguson one. Maybe we will, dude. That would be a good Patreon. I think. Right. Maybe we should because it was just me and Jerry. JP wasn't even there. I I have no problem ta- doing that one again with you two and and Luigi if he wants to hop on. I'll, I'll do that for Patreon. Uh, sure. And you know what? Maybe we'll do as a fan. You know, Steve, Steve and Tyler. Oh, because they really like it, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see if we could uh, get that going. Maybe we'll do it for the fall. Yeah, Ferguson Roundtable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, what is your problem, Alex? <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you, man. This was awesome. Thanks for coming on. And um, everyone, tune in next week as we do England Show 2, Wasting the Company's Money. The Bundys delight in their comp trip to England, spending here, spending there. All the while, the town of Upper Uncton conspires to kill the Bundys outside Lower Uncton, so the curse will remain on and Upper Uncton can <laughs> still rake in the profits as tourist town, the town beside the town in darkness. Finally, Igor <laughs> and Winston bring the Bundys to Lower Uncton. Okay, I'm not reading the rest. You know, ever since I started reading the IMDb descriptions again, I've hated it. I wish I had my book back, but I lost <laughs> it. Uh, but that is it. Tune in next week, and we will continue this journey through England. Whoa, England! <laughs>